This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects us all, but most of us don't understand. Presented in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. So let's get to it. Welcome back to Crucial Tech, and today we are talking again to Vijay Subramanian, uh, who is the CEO of a company called Pindrop. Uh, we've talked to them before earlier this year, and uh, they make uh, a technology that helps uh, people identify uh, deep fake videos and audios, uh, it, which is becoming a, a very big deal. And when we last talked to him, all they worked on was, uh, or they worked for were, were call centers, which, which kind of makes sense. You know, you've got a call center or a help desk or that sort of thing. People call in, let's say they're the president of this company and they need to have access, you know, and if they can, if they can get that person to believe that they are a person in, in authority, then they will turn over the keys to the kingdom, which is exactly what happened with uh, MGM Grand, which we talked about earlier this year. Um, but things are moving along, and uh, Pindrop sent me a copy of a report that they had uh, uh, paid for with an independent uh, research organization that had some interesting things to say. And I wanted to talk to VJ about that and about the, the progress that's been made in identifying deep fakes. Uh, at one time, I was thinking, you know, is this really that big of a deal? Because the news that I read, you know, there was only there, there was one story about some grandparents that had gotten a, a call from a grand, grandchild that had been kidnapped, and they need to pay them money uh, to get it back. And that was reported over and over and over again, but I couldn't find any other reports. So I had to spend some time looking it up, and I actually found that there were uh, about a dozen elderly people in Canada who were hit with a, a, a scam. And then there was a story in Hong Kong about a banker that, ma that uh, made a, a money transfer to a, a, an account that he shouldn't have. And there was another one in England. So it is happening, and it's happening with more regularity. In fact, the FBI estimates that the cost of deep fake uh, content on the internet is uh, reaching around 11 billion dollars uh, in the past couple of years. So uh, you know, it's like uh, it's been said before: a billion here, a billion there. Pretty soon, it adds up to real money. But like everything else in the world of AI, it's moving really fast. I've said this before. You, know, you have to think about it. Generative AI only became a a generally acknowledged thing in the public less than a year ago, and in that time, it's spawned all kinds of businesses, one of them being uh, Pindrop, which has actually been around for a while uh, because the whole thing about deep fake videos and, and audio has been around for a while. And the good news is, is that that technology is advancing just as fast as AI. The bad news is that it's just as reliable as AI. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. Gen uh, generative AI produces about 50% of its content is bad. It's either uh, inaccurate or badly written. Uh, that, that's the way it is. Uh, right now, video deep breaks are pretty easily detected if you're just paying a little bit of attention. Audio deep fakes, however, 
are something else. And uh, this is also known as voice cloning. And we'll get into that in the discussion with Nietzsche. But it, 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 it means that we need to spend a little bit more time being skeptical about what we hear over the internet, even, even over our phones. Uh, there are ways to figure it out uh, that don't require technology. We get into that discussion too. So before I go on and blathering on anymore, let's just get to the discussion with VJ. VJ, hey Lou, how are you, man? Good, good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We do, we do. It's a pretty uh, amazing report, and so it's got a lot of insights. So we'd love to talk about it. Yeah, well, first I'm going to beat you up about it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, because one of the things I'm working on right now is a series of articles called Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics. Okay. Uh, which is a quote from Benjamin Disraeli. Okay. And uh, it's basically about how statistics, statistics are misused in marketing okay. because people don't really understand what they say. And I'm going to hit you on this first one. Yeah. Your first point in your email said, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook are all are the top channels for deep uh, fake exposure with 49%, 42.8%, blah, 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 recorded encounters. Yeah. And I'm going, what the hell does that mean? Does that mean 49% of the respondents said that they'd had an encounter? Does that mean 49% of the YouTube videos are deep fakes? You know, how do I use that number? Yeah, yeah. I think it's 49% of the respondents say they saw a deep fake in YouTube or TikTok or, you know, one of these channels. So they picked a channel and that's what they picked at, you know, yeah. So it's just a minor clarification, but yeah, it could have been clearer. Yeah, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing is that we've got to get clear with this. And I'm actually more interested, how many people actually responded to this survey? Uh, I think it was about 2000 people. Okay. Yeah. That's a fairly good yeah. representative. Okay. Yeah. And I also wanted to give you a prop on this because most of the uh, studies that people say they've sent me uh, are merely just uh, regurgitation of statistics from multiple other studies. Yeah. Uh, but you actually went out and hired somebody to do this. Yeah. Somebody who might know what they're doing. So yeah. congratulations. That, that you know, when I found that out, yeah, I actually went. Check the organization out. And we're, okay, these guys are legit. So yeah. you did a good job on that. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. And but you know, I, if you want, if you want to have a conversation with that person too, we should have that because they're the ones who did most of the heavy lifting on the study. Uh, we were, you know, for us, a big part of this, Lou, is we want to make sure that people are aware of the tsunami that's coming with deep fakes. And a yeah. big part of this equation is getting people aware, right? Like when we yeah. talk to CIOs of banks, they're often in a quandary of how do they educate their customers about things like this. And so some of this thing is, you know, we all need to raise our awareness of the threats of Gen AI. Uh, otherwise, you know, we're all going to be in an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, let, let's get back to to yeah. the report, because I had a few questions here. One yeah. of the uh, phrases used uh, was reported encounters. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we have any idea how, uh, I mean, I, I think the F FTC came out so that there were about, uh, oh, there, were, there were thousands of reports of this. Yeah. But have we actually found any hard numbers yet? 
Because most law yes. enforcement says, no, they don't know. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Like, I think uh, a lot of this is clearly identifying what's a deep fake is often hard. Uh, sometimes you get it wrong and you're depending on humans to tell you what is a deep fake or not. What we are finding is among all the fraud that we are identifying, about somewhere about 1% of that turns out to be synthetic fraud, not, you know, it's a class, right? Like, so some of them are actual, you know, uh, hardcore deep fakes, but it's closer to just 1%. So it is still a small problem, but it is people, this 1% is fraudsters trying all kinds of synthetic uh, text-to-speech engines. So, yeah. you know, uh, uh, we right now have uh, profiled about 119 different text-to-speech engines that, uh, you know, do something different with one of the core engines that they use in generating human speech. So there are about 119 of them that we have in our own data set of about 12 million, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's analyzing these deep fakes. Uh, and um, in that, and, and uh, you know, those uh, text-to-speech engines, not all of them, but we're starting to see uh, some of them be used. And like I said, among all the fraud that we see in the call center, about 1% turns out to have synthetic speech within them. Okay, now let's, let's define our terms here a little bit because you've mentioned deep fake, but yeah. uh, the industry is kind of standardizing around that deep fakes relate to video and voice cloning re re relates to voices. Am I correct on that? Uh, I don't think that is uh, decided yet. Uh, you know, okay. people are saying audio deep fakes for essentially voice clones. But if you look at what is happening in the report, lots of people uh, are actually looking, uh, uh, understand voice clones to very clearly mean audio deep fakes. But deep fakes, voice clones is a subset of deep fakes as opposed to deep fakes being only applied towards uh, video or images. Okay. My next question is, you may not be able to answer this, yeah. uh, and I think I have an idea what the answer is, yeah. but why is there such a lack of awareness? Uh, actually, the, uh, the the awareness, like in the report, uh, people were aware of both deep fakes and voice clones. Uh, you know, I think the awareness was close to about 60% on deep fakes and voice clones. So there is not a lack of awareness. People are aware. Uh, of uh, these things, it is, I think a big part of what we found interesting is, uh, I think the number was 40% believe that the banks and the insurances and the healthcare companies have the ability to protect them against that. So they have an extremely high rate of confidence. And I think that is a little misplaced. Yeah, uh, that's something I've told people for a long time that you know, it's not so much that they don't care, it's that they, they don't really have much in the way of tools to, to do that protection. Yeah. And we, we're, you, still, we're still in the age of personal responsibility here. You spot on there. So, uh, you know, uh, Lou, I just want to highlight, uh, this is on page seven. So deep uh, fake and voice clone awareness among consumers. 54.6% said yes to deep fakes and 63.6% said yes to voice clones. So that's pretty high awareness. 
uh, on uh, you yeah, know, but that that that's more dependent on uh, income, right? Uh, no, this is the overall number. This is okay. not this is the first the first stat that we presented in that report. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that yeah, deep fakes and voice cloning is is a pretty common trope now in in yeah. television and media. Uh, so uh, and that's how they're mostly aware of it. So you're yeah. right. It isn't necessary. And that's where you also see, like when people are asked, what is your sentiment towards it? It is very weird. It's a binomial distribution. That is, you have two peaks on either side. Uh, sorry, it's an inverse normal dis distribution, not a binomial. An inverse normal distribution where you have peaks on either side. So they're either extremely positive or extremely negative. And if you actually look at why they're extreme, the extreme negative is because they're scared about what it means. But the extreme positive is because they've seen these deep fakes being used in TV and media to great success, right? Like Andy Warhol Diaries yeah. and uh, Metaphysic on AGT and, you know, Star Wars, uh, as well as, uh, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, both having deep fake de-aging technologies for people like Luke Skywalker, right? Like, so there's a lot of positive sentiment towards that, but like everything new, uh, like humans, we have this, uh, you know, there be dragons kind of reaction where you both hate the thing and you love the thing. Yeah. Okay. Have you found much acceptance from places like Google and Facebook and, and let's see, TikTok about using your kind of technology to defend against this? Yeah. So, you know, they are I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because being able to promote this kind of stuff is kind of their bread and butter. You know, we, we, we don't really want to take it away, which I think might be, you know, why not everyone has become that aware of it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll tell you, right, like we're having conversations and right now they have armies of people actually determining what piece of content is AI generated or not. So they actually have tags. Mm. Like if you see TikTok has a tag called AI generated uh, on, on uh, content. But this is people manually determining, is this AI generated or not? Yeah. And that's super painful. So where we're talking with these firms is how do you make it simple for these folks to take, you know, like, for example, some of these places do like 10 to 20 million pieces of content every single day on their platforms. So you're talking about a billion pieces of content being released every single year. And in some of these platforms, it's close to 10 billion pieces of video content. So when you are looking at that order of magnitude, obviously no human can sift through that. You want to be able to then take that 100% and say, okay, here is the 1% that I need, you know, your indications. And here is a tool that's going to help you say, why does that tool believe this is artificially generated or oh, it's generated by voice boxes, uh, so Meta's voice box text-to-speech engine. Mm -hmm. And so being able to provide all of that attribution and then have a human finally make that determination is the way they're looking at employing technologies like us. Okay. Well, that's, that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, there was another statistic here that I thought was interesting. Uh, let's see where I can find it here. Ah, um, that 
90% of consumers say they're concerned about the threat of deep fakes. And then 67.5% of U.S. adults express concern about the risks about them. And it seemed a little bit obvious. So, well, they say they're concerned, but then the concern drops according to what it's about. I mean, what blew me away, politics, governments, 54.9%. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I would be more concerned as a, as a consumer if politics was more effective. But I, I don't know. Why, why is that? Why is that difference? Yeah. So let me make sure I get, I mean, this is a pretty big report yeah. and I want to make sure I have the right stat. Uh, can you, t uh, let me just make sure. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm looking at your bullet points here, not, oh. not the actual report. Oh, give me, give me one quick second. Let me then pull yeah. that out. Drop them in here. One sec. Did you drop them in, uh, Anna? Yes, he is dropping them in now. Okay, thank These you. The first two, and then I have three more. Just a second. I mean, it may be a stupid question because why do people think anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that this is some of this is prone to interpretation, but let me just look at the one that you're talking about. So uh, uh, 67 percent, 67 point. You're talking about the last bullet here. 67. Well, no, it, it, take a look at the bullet just above. It says it, it says 71 percent had positive sentiment regarding the, the Warhol diaries, but 90 percent of consumers say they're concerned about the threat of deep fakes. And then you yeah. come to the next bullet. 67.5% yeah. are concerned about the risk posed by banking. I'm going, I, just from a logical standpoint, I would say it should be 90% you're concerned about banking. It should be 90% you're concerned about governments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So so I think the, the, the breakdown is, so you have 90% concerned about deep fakes. And then the second chart is where are you concerned about deep fakes? And you know you have banking, healthcare, and insurance, social media, all of these different attributes. So the 90% concern of deepfakes then breaks down into the individual percentages that they have in each of these areas. Okay. And banking, healthcare, and ins uh, insurance is one of the biggest areas. In fact, you know that's where they have the biggest concern of deepfakes. And we think one of the big reasons is if you look at the number of articles that talk about how you can steal someone's money by creating a voice clone that's out there, that's a big part of that concern. Now, doesn't it take a fairly significant amount of technology and understanding to produce this stuff? It does, but the concern is the concern, right? Yeah. You're right. It does take, uh, you know, one, you have to get your audio, but Getting your audio now with TikTok, and this is where, right, like a lot of these folks have seen this information in TikTok. Yeah. And you need three seconds of audio to create a decent, uh, to create a deep fake. To create just three, a decent, just three, three seconds. Just three seconds. You can create a deep fake that's possible. Now, if you want to create a deep fake that fools close family members, 
you probably still need about a minute of, uh, of, of you know someone's audio but at a minute that's good enough bear in mind back when we started this work lou this was you know we started this work 8 years back and we have a patent uh, in deepfake starting 2017 so even when we used to talk about it in 2017 2018 i remember when john legend became uh, uh the voice of google the home pod they required hours of him speaking when i used to talk to my researchers they would say oh in order to create a deepfake of you we need to piece together all your all hands uh uh things and we need about a couple of hours of you speaking when we were trying to get ariana huffington's voice which is a very thick greek accent we had to peruse all of her uh, audio books to get the right kind of content so it's gone from hours of content to create a good deep fake to now a minute and most tts engines actually give you a very good version of you okay so let's let's bring it home to what you guys are doing at pindrop yeah um the last time we talked your your only customer were call centers yeah okay and and i understand you know why that would be an important issue yeah. but how does that help the consumer yeah so this is where right like we are now expanding uh, our deep fake capabilities one we wanted to make sure it works in the call center so you know uh, and the reason why we want to make sure it works in the call center lou is the call center is the lowest fidelity channel so when you look think about any audio channel the fact that call centers have 8000 hertz of audio is the lowest fidelity the, the channel that we're speaking on has 16000 and most you know high fidelity channels has about 44000 samples per second of your audio so okay being able to do that in that really low fidelity channel where there's a lot of noise there's a lot of microphone effects there's a lot of transmission effects which is where things like watermarkings don't work even though the executive order is watermarking it's a terrible idea for uh call centers because it won't work right like and so the fact is that we wanted to make it work there and now we're starting to look at applying that same tech outside the call center in social media in news media so we're having conversations we're actually doing live pocs right now uh and uh you know hopefully we'll be able to announce uh these customers uh in 2024 okay so so there will be a way to identify a voice clone yeah or even a, even a, a video deep fake yeah next year yes drop exactly that is exactly the right answer that's exactly the thing that we're going to announce well that's kind of encouraging yes so until that happens what can people do yeah to be able to to identify something like this yeah so um it's it's different for different things in the case of audio uh being able to determine you know that the person is taking unduly long pauses hearing you know things that are being typed uh hearing very drony voices but most importantly if someone on a call or a conference call or any medium is asking you to do something that's uncomfortable and is high pressure either stop the phone call call them back or you know hang up and uh, you know use uh, your known like for example if you have a particular email for them go to them if you have a particular phone number for them use that 
because those are things that are hard to replicate. So that's number one, right? Like if you're getting high pressured into doing something, which is what this grandfather scam or grandparent scam is, that is they call you and say, hey, I'm in trouble, pay me $3,000. Just hang up the phone and say, I'm going to call you back and call your grandkid back. That is yeah. like the simplest way of determining, is this really your grandkid or not? And if they're in trouble, they're going to pick up the phone back. Otherwise, they're going to make an excuse. Uh, and so that's the that's number one. On the video side, it is, you know, these deep fakes are still really bad with eye movement and uh, moving from side to side. So anything temporal, you can look at that. But again, if you're on a Zoom call or if you're on a video conference call that's telling you to do something, hang up, create a new <laughs> conference, send it to the email address on file and, you know, use caution when someone's trying to ask you to do something high pressure, uh, some, uh, something that you don't want to do in a high pressure situation. Okay, good. Uh, I actually had uh, my my first encounter with a deep fake uh, video audio uh, a couple, wow. few weeks ago. Wow. Uh, I got a call from Ed McMahon that I had won the publisher's clearinghouse. Oh my God, that's incredible. Did you record it? Uh, no, no, I actually yeah. got kind of upset with him. <laughs> I, I, I got rather obscene because yeah. yeah, I I was targeted because I'm in my 70s, so I would yeah. know who Ed McMahon is yeah. because he was associated with Publishers Clearinghouse, yeah. but I'm also not stupid, and yeah. I knew that he died about 15 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that's that's one of the first things you, sh you should check out when you get a call from so some celebrity saying you want a lot of money. Find yeah. out if the guy is still alive. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's That's it for this week of Crucial Tech. I hope you were encouraged or at least informed about what's going on in the world of deep fakes and uh, voice cloning techniques and how to keep yourself safe. Uh, it is getting better out there, uh, but like anything else in uh, the AI world, uh, it's not perfect right now. So uh, keep yourself safe out there and uh, Take personal responsibility when it comes to making sure this stuff is true. Zero trust is more than a technology. It is a way of life in today's digital world. So if you have any questions or concerns, you can reach me at cyberprotectionmagazine.com. Uh, there's a place there uh, where you can send us an email, and uh, we'll get back to you on that if uh, if you need us to. Uh, we also take uh, suggestions for uh uh, concepts and shows that you might want to hear or and uh, you might even be the subject of one and who knows if you have uh, so uh, check us out there and uh, keep listening this has been a footwasher media production